Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the future of fitness marketing, what you need to do to make your marketing efficient, effective, and fucking streamlined. No more of this bullshit of these things that you've seen done in the last 5, 10, 15 years. The trend is going towards simplicity, efficacy, and fucking dealing with regular humans this bait and switch bullshit that's out there that everyone else is trying to push on you all these tricky little deals with fucking little hidden compartments and lots of lots of like bullshit fine print in your offers go away it's done it's a thing of the past the people have sniffed it out and the main principle we want to apply with all this is you're not going to get results from reluctant clients so be open deliver you there's a way to deliver your services and market your services on the level to people who are really ready to make a change and really ready to commit to whatever this fitness product is that you're doing. There is a way and there's a way for you to make a lot of goddamn money doing it. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Before we get started, join the Facebook group. The Facebook group link is in our description. It's the Gym Owners Revolution. Lots of exciting stuff coming up there. We also have the video episodes. It's the only spot you can watch our not so entirely pretty faces. Um, Make sure you go to, if you want to get in on the Gear Academy, we do lots of great things. Gear Academy is our business coaching product where we work with gym owners directly. Uh, we have a couple different tiers of that we can do. One where we really are really hands-on with you. and One where we do like, we just kind of guide you through what your week is and your weekly tasks and help you decide your stuff. We go hands-on, hands-off, and further hands-off. So whatever you want, whatever your learning style is. Whatever style your business is, we have a way of us helping you that we can kind of make work for you. So from marketing to supplement sales, to social media strategies, to staffing, to building sales systems, your specific offer stack stuff. What else do we got there? There's just all sorts of jazz that we do. So if you want in, however we need to shape your business to become your business, your successful business, as opposed to your fledgling business, that's what we're here to do. So get out on that. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Tyler F. and Stone, and you can find John. And J. Banks FL on Instagram. John went full Rain Man on us today. So we got a very nice, concise uh, list of this thing. We've been working on this marketing stuff for fitness professionals for a long time. Um, but we've really been diving into the, the messaging, the communication strategies you're using on social media from copywriting to just what your content itself looks like and how that needs to align with your actual products, like the thing that you're selling and connect to the people. But it doesn't stop there. And I think that's the thing that a lot of fitness marketing, the way it's integrated with your entire business, I think that's where it fails is we want to get people in. We're just trying to get people in, get people in, get people in, get leads, leads, leads. John, you see this all the time. We see it as, as people that run gyms, help gyms operate, have owned gyms. We sit there and you see the consulting products, the business coaching products that are directed to you as gym owners. And what are they? Members, 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 members. Come, let us show you how big and thick our members are or whatever. It's just, it's all, it, the way they throw around the word members if you talked about your member like that, it'd be gross. So it's not all member first. So mm -hmm. I just think it's really important that you know that you are being you are being duped by that communication the same way that a lot of these people, they're trying to get you to dupe your potential clients, which is slimy, bait and switch, a little disingenuous. Um, it's not a full successful system. A, a feedback loop of success is where you get interested people who are ready to commit based on honest on the level understanding and they invest money that makes it matter to them and it helps you to serve them well. And then they get great results and then they give you great testimonials and they give you great referrals and that feeds back through. It has to work. And if you're just stacking members on members on members on members in here and breaking your system or doing low profit margin work where you can hardly pay your coaches or just you're dealing with people you don't want to deal with, your shit will break and it will all suck and those people won't get results. And in no time, you have traded some consultant's dream that he had for you of 30 members in 30 days for your reputation completely mm -hmm. long-term. And in a smaller market, you don't get that back. You don't get no. to have people leave your gym, not get results and not like the experience. Um, and they don't just circle back around in a year. It doesn't happen. It, it's important to call out why that was the case though. Like, why was it, why is it so heavy and why do we continue to see it 
And what we're going to challenge today is why is this old model so member heavy paid ads getting barraged by these ads for all for, for that specific offer, right? Of like get more members. And it, it just is because the easiest offer to fulfill on <clears throat> the easiest thing for you to be able to sell and the easiest thing for any gym owner to buy is, well, I want to get more. I want to get more members. And their trick is to run ads. Because if you run paid ads, it's the easiest and the quickest conversion that they can provide to you so that they, as in the other guys, can scale a business to be very large to help you. And in turn, you're scaling, but blindly scaling your business. And again, not because it's the best, not because it's the longest play and the safest play. It is the fastest and that's where you're starting to see problems. Yeah. And it becomes a short-sighted solution. That's the I biggest think. one. This is if you were selling, if your version of selling weight loss or helping people lose weight was just buy my diet pills. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent. How's that going to work for your business in the long run? Oh, they did it. It worked. I, I got you. You'll sell them. But then after a while, you're the company that was, you're the gym, you're the business that was just selling the diet pills and then the people did them and then it broke and then they got fat again and it doesn't, and they don't go back to it. And no, and they go away. And then what do you need to do in order to keep scaling? You need to pile in more, more people. and more, more and more people. And that, and that is the model, right? The old marketing model for fitness is that you run paid ads, bring people in, into a sales call, you sell them, you get those clients, and then you grow and you scale. And as long as you keep your foot on the gas pedal 24 hours a day and subject yourself to everything that's worse, like the worst things in the world, which is hashtag team no sleep, right? Ugh. Which is the grinders and the hustlers. And, you know, uh, you'll how's, your, how's, your, how's y'all's grind set this morning? Welcome it's, to your fitness professionals motivational hour. You get up there, you're up at 4am hustling. You don't grinding, be a pussy. Got yes. coffee. Uh, right. Whatever other fucking ri ridiculous themes that keep getting rolled out. Like just be better. Jesus Christ. I hate that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's literally it's the antithesis of what we believe right and, yeah. and the idea is and be understand this right it's it's not that tyler and i are anti-scaling your business of course there's a time and a place however do we think that you like if you have not experienced success and you're just ready to grow i just i just need to be able to get more members so I'm going to start paying and putting money into that cash machine. Do we think that that is sustainable and that's how you should do it? Absolutely fucking not. Let's go at this a little bit, right? This is when do you scale? When is the time to scale? When is what, what are, how do you scale? Right. That's what I want to do is walk this back to the point where you're good at what you do. Right. Let's just go. Let's be real. Is the product that you're selling, are you able to fulfill that in a way? It is getting the people the results that they want when they come in. And let's, I use this as an example, but everybody has their different thing. We have sports performance people. We have fighting gyms that we work with. We have CrossFit gyms. We have youth training. So there's a lot of different versions of what getting those results looks like. Okay. So don't everybody, you know, if you do something different than just weight loss, it's fine. But I'm going to stick with these numbers because they're easy. And frankly, it's the biggest, most available market that you have at your disposal. So if you're trying to grow and you're growing, pushing towards a direction that nobody wants, maybe you should start selling something that people want. But if you're training adults and you can't help people lose weight, you fucking suck. It's a fact. It's the truth, right? So if I'm being dead serious here, and it's not always your fault, let's, and let's be real, your system may be broken, right? Mm -hmm. So people are coming in. Do you have five people who want to lose 20 pounds? Probably, right? I, I would hope. And if you're Jim, if you're, if you're hoping to get more members... Get those five people to lose 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. Get those five people to take pictures, honest pictures about it. Get those five people to write testimonials. That's, do you understand that those five people have hopefully other people in their lives? Will see it. If you actually delivered that to five people, 20 pounds weight loss this summer, this spring and summer, if you did that, um, you should be able to leverage that into for sure 30 more members. You should, if you can't take five people, like transformative weight loss to them, truth, 20 pounds off of a person who has 40 pounds to lose is still very transformative. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So just start there to get a good 20 before you get 60 off. Like my wife has a couple of clients who have lost more than 65 pounds in the last year. Mm. And do you wonder why she's so full and she can't fucking, it's so easy for her to fulfill. And the only way for her to get new leads and the only way for her to like possibly get anybody new into her schedule is like, she just goes to the wait list and it's super easy because those results speak for themselves. Yeah. And we don't even have to leverage them much. We're not showing pictures of chubby people who are now less chubby with their fucking shirts off. We don't even have to do that because the, the word's out. We can yeah. talk about it. We can put the numbers up, but the word is out. And now I want to say, if, you got, if you're not getting those results, you have clients that aren't getting results. Maybe you're just not attracting clients that are in the right position to get those results. Maybe you're attracting clients and you're getting leads, people who want a quick fix. And then that's not what you do. So it just doesn't work for them. Right. But this is the problem is that maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's the people you're getting coming in. Then that is still kind of your fault, isn't it? Because then your marketing is misaligned with what you're really there to do. Your messaging doesn't work. The products that you're selling them into, if you're just selling people into group fitness and there is no real path, right? I will not coach somebody who says they want to lose 20 pounds. I will not take them on as a personal training client anymore unless they pay extra or nutrition coaching, because I won't waste our fucking time. Yeah. And if they can't afford the upsell into nutrition coaching, then I will just coach them on nutrition. And I will not take the big chunk of money to coach them in person. Do you Why? Because it fucking is the only way to make it work. But you understand, but you're willing, it's it's the most, it cuts your throat money-wise, mm-hmm. right? U- ultimately. Short-term, yeah. Because short-term, you need fucking money. Yeah. You need money. But what you're doing is the right thing. And the reason why it's so paramount that you do it is that we have watched for what Tyler, 20 years of the fitness industry, slowly skidding into like the seventh realm of hell when it comes to doing the right thing by humans. Like there's, it's so far gone that this is where it is. You just, you have a population of people that are starting to wake the fuck up and realize that maybe media or the fitness industry or the government or fill in the fucking blank, whoever they are, maybe don't have your best interest in mind. Yeah. And they're waking the fuck up and you have to evolve. All of you have to be changing because if you stick in this old model, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. So this idea that you'll take anybody who comes in and that's great. If you have a product that can be a catch-all, this is why I'll sound like sometimes I'll shit on group fitness, but I I believe that actually group fitness is a great way tool for retention. It's also a very approachable product to get people into stay like financially. It's not, you know, we got clients that pay six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month, some more than that for, for private personal training, nutrition coaching. That's just not within the budget for some people. So like, I understand that there is a reason that those products need to be more approachable. And so I'm cool with that. Right. But no, you still need to then market that for what it is. And can you still get people who want to lose 20 pounds? Don't trick them into saying, ah, just come into my group fitness class and you'll be good to go. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that's not just going to get it for you. There are other changes that need to be. And if you can be honest about it, and that's what I do is you need to tell these people, hang on a second. Um, is that what you need to tell these people what the expectations are. Expectations are key all the way across the board. So if the expectations are aligned with, they think, yeah, I just got to come to, I mean, take it with any class. I just got to go to spin class at the YMCA once a week and I'm going to lose 75 pounds, I guess. Right. It's just, it's, you're just taking people and you're kind of not really telling them the truth. And while maybe what you're selling is just a part of their weight loss journey, maybe that is it. But your thing needs to be aligned with what is actually going to get them what they want. And if it's not, your ship is going to sink very quickly or you're going to get overwhelmed with bad business. Well, and you're seeing this, right? You're, we're seeing this. Gym owners are doing this and they're making this mistake. And they're making this mistake for the sole reason is because how you are being marketed is the exact same way. You are treating your clients you're removing all personal responsibility from them. Yeah. Because then if you just sell, no, no, no. You just come work out with me and like, that's it. Like it almost to the point where you actually are just quiet more than likely. You just don't say anything and you just allow people to continue to pay you money, show up day in and day out. 
not hit their goals and just be grateful that they haven't figured out that they could cancel their subscription. You're just yeah. waiting. And what happens is you remove all that personal responsibility from them. And that is what's been happening is that we've been watching marketing towards gym owners the same way is removing all personal responsibility from the process. And it's just, well, they'll take care of it. Like, I don't know how to do it's a, it is. Ads are scary. Let exactly. me let someone else do it. And this is this when it, if you kind of allow that to be the way they lead your business, that's going to end up being the way you lead your clients, which that's going to end up being, yeah, yeah, just come in, Jeff, get in, just sit down, sit down. Jeff, I just, let me just get you, again, we've said this before, like if you think you can just get them in the room, get them to walk through the door, you can sell them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want that. I hate to break it to you. Do you actually, this is what I tell people, do you actually, people say that, do you actually fucking coach people? Because <laughs> that's a thing that someone who does not work with people day in and day out will say. I have worked with people who are lazy and who don't really want to do the work, who think that they're able to outsource that responsibility and still lose the weight. They refuse to make the change nutrition-wise and then want to just find blame. We've talked about this. And, and what I do, I don't like batting a low percentage, especially when it's not my fucking fault. So I cut them the fuck loose. Fuck off. It's, don't waste my time or your money because you're not going to be happy. We're done. We'll move on. If you, when you think you're ready, go on. As a coach, I have limited fucking psychological resources. I have limited energy to give to people. I cannot provide the actual ambition to do it. The ambition to like actually have them want to be successful and to do the things it takes to be good. And when you then in, take that mindset that you apply to them and apply to your business, that's all you're doing again. Yeah, just give me members. I'll continue to fail to deliver results, but just give me 30 more members. I'm stuck. I'm sucking on the teat, man. I need it now. I need it. And because you don't deliver results, you're fucking, the people drop off and they drop off and they drop off. It may not be that you suck. It may be that they're the wrong people, but you end up with the wrong people and you end up chewing up a lot of social equity in your area, in your market. You end up doing a lot of damage to your brand by taking in people who are not really sure what, who aren't ready, who your product doesn't align with their needs. And it's, it's really bad for your brand. And those of you that have to live in your town, in your area, and talk to the people that are within driving distance of your gym regularly, mm-hmm. you've only got so many of those cases. I heard the other day I was walking, if you look like I look, you hear people all of a sudden start talking about when they used to lift, when they're around you, which yeah. is better than them talking to me about it usually. But the wife and I stopped for happy hour last week sometime. And as soon as we walked in, I go to get to the small town bars, like the cash only. It's like it's just, everything is money laundering. It's what that means. It's money laundering <laughs> and tax fraud. When your bar is cash only, like, okay. Yeah, I'm sure this is all getting reported on the up and up. And you must really trust your bartenders. Um, but anyway, I go to the ATM and, and then the people like behind whatever on the other side of the bar and you start hearing them kind of start talking. By the time I'm coming back, their, their thing is, yeah, and, I'm, and I like, I tried CrossFit and then I tried going to this gym and I, and I tried going to this gym and then I, I thought about hiring a personal trainer. I'm just hearing them talking because they just saw someone fit. But what is their opinion of CrossFit? What is their opinion of this gym or this other gym? There weren't CrossFit gyms, by the way. They were just 24-hour gyms. It's that those gyms failed them. And those things weren't for them. Mm -hmm. Well, she's out just trashing people in town, essentially trashing businesses the way these people make their livelihood. Like when it was obviously not going to be for her. She got sold into something that she thought would work when she didn't have to really bring the thing. And usually she's most likely this person just didn't bring the effort, didn't bring the ambition. And the whole thing, the whole arrangement was destined to fail. Versus when I talk to people, when I have my sales meetings with people, I do most of my now pre-sales meeting stuff via text to where like, I'm not even having a meeting. This idea of getting people in a meeting, getting sales calls, it seems to actually be kind of in an inefficient use of your time. Sure. I love the idea. Hey, if you can really do it, get them in. Sure. But I prefer to have them pretty much closed by the time I sit down with them because then they're, they've already told me that they are committed, right? And then they just have some questions or whatever. And then at that moment, I root out and set the expectations for their effort, my effort. And if they have questions about what I know, what we're gonna do, that's when we flush it out. But I'm not doing that shit for free. I'm not having that conversation for free anymore. Right. I just don't do it. And so 
but to get this idea where you have to come in and you got to sit down with everybody and everybody gets to have a sales meeting, how many of those people are you going to talk to and realize that they don't have the ambition? And let's just say the people that want to lose weight. You sit down with 100 people that want to lose 20 pounds. I can tell you for sure that 80 of them aren't ready to do any of the things that it's going to take to do it. Not even some of the short-term stuff. Like I want you to weigh your food for the first two weeks. And I want you to follow this plan for the next six weeks. And you can have the exceptions. I'll work with you on what to do. But like, it starts with that. And then you got to show up to the gym. That's, by the way, it's the only things you have to do. But I know when they're not even ready for that, that they hem and haw about that stuff. Or you give me one delay. I used to do this all the time before I talked to anyone about nutrition coaching. What do I do? Say, track your food for the next yep. week and a half and send me the results. Do you know how many people send me those results? Zero, literally zero. I've said it 10 times, yeah. zero. I've told people I work with them for free if they do that. Give me two weeks and I'll make your whole meal plan for free. I'll do it all. I'll map out 16 weeks. You'll lose 20, 25 pounds, but you got to just track your food, send it to me for two weeks. We won't do it. But I've saved myself all this bullshit then. And they know. And then when I see them the next time, do they want to waste my time and talk to me about that stuff? Because I'm the one that gets the results. And that's the point. You want to be that person. You want to be the system that works. So you don't need to be chasing a bunch of meetings from reluctant people and then try to just convince them, convincing them that it's time for them to make really make a change and like commit to a process that will work for them in their life. You're not selling fucking this is a different product than almost anything else. And that's important. Fitness exactly. is a different product. It really, really requires emotional investment. It requires a drive and ambition. It requires daily commitment, sometimes hourly commitment when it comes to food change and a willingness to actually change as a person. And I can tell if I have someone who wants to lose weight and I'm talking to them and they're stubborn in conversation, why do I want them? Why do I want to coach them? Why do I want to see them for three hours a week? Why do I then want to try to tell them they need to do something different? And then it's me versus them the whole time. It's me versus them and them versus them. It's the worst. So I think that's on the reluctance side, right? So this is, this is why you can't just take a bunch of leads. You do not let these people just give you leads. Like, yeah, we'll get you new members, new members, new members, because it's not going to work. So what needs to start to happen after that, John, is you need to move on from the way that you market things. You cannot be this generally widely attractive thing. The market has shifted. People are now hip to this. They're not, people aren't, people aren't just chasing whatever empty promise gets spit at them on the internet anymore, which is why the fucking, okay, like the fucking gym launch bait and switch bullshit, why a lot of the 24 hour fucking bait and switch offers that you see, a lot of the ad, the ad offers that you see that people run out that are just dog shit just dog shit and misleading it's a dollar to start well i mean it's not right it's 80 it's 80 fee that we're actually just going to charge you a dollar for that by the way no human ever pays that 80 dollar fee we've just made up a way to put a dollar on the screen we see lots of national chains and stuff so it's not we're not calling anybody out like in a bad way but people know that's bullshit now and if they don't catch it you don't want to coach those people <laughs> that's the truth well, the, and, and the issue truly is that because the market is evolving and changing, you're starting to see that shift where the average fitness consumer is starting to get smarter. And they're also, because they're more fractured and they're more niched down or their understanding is people, I mean, think about where people were with shake weights X amount of years ago. Right. And where they are now, it's a different breed of human. And also, again, what I called out earlier, which is general mistrust in what is out there mm -hmm. and what people are saying. And so because of that shift, we have to start to evolve and you have to start instead of being audacious or having some neat tips and tricks or shit or try and be um, hyperbole and hype and almost tricking people to be interested in what you have to say. It's so much simpler and simplifying just down to demonstrating your expertise and showing people what you can do and doing that clearly. That is what we're starting to see. Let's clarify that. what that is and what that yeah. isn't. What is good demonstrating your expertise, John, and I'll cover what is bad. <laughs> okay. Demonstrating your expertise on, I think, is it, what's what's good is 
uh, showing results. Sure. Testimonials. Um, I think that that is by demonstrating your expertise. That is that is the thing saying, I am a fitness coach. This is our gym. We mm -hmm. do this. We help people who want to do this, do this. And usually in this amount of time, we have helped X amount of people in the last year do this. It is demonstrating your expertise is about results. It is about mm -hmm. outcomes. If it is about anything other than outcomes, you, if you've noticed from our episode last week, are smelling your own farts thinking you're a genius. And that sucks. Okay, so don't come out just spouting bullshit about how brilliant you are or this super complex shit that is just used to create psychological dependence in some fucking weird guru culty vibe that whatever it is you're chasing, stop because it sucks. And just worry about if you're this client, we can help you accomplish this. And here's proof because demonstrating expertise the right way is social proof. It is not about talking about things in an overcomplicated way that nobody gives a fuck about. And that's a big cancer in the fitness community. It absolutely a big piece of that and an intricacy of that is when you are showing social proof or showing testimonials or reviews, you cannot um, sit back on your laurels or hang your hat on just the fact that someone in the past did it. Therefore, it means someone in the future can do it, too. Again, that's an old way of looking at it. You have to understand why reviews and why testimonials are that valuable for social proof because it shows very specifically that whatever you're talking about, whatever your marketing is, it is specifically going back to the expertise that you have, that you are able to help people achieve those goals, but it's tied back to very specific categories of people. So it has to be able to tie back to who you're helping. The value of a review and a testimonial, yes, it's super great that Miss Kelly was able to back squat 205 pounds at the age of 56 years old. Yeah. That's very, very impressive. The problem is, is that if that does not speak very specifically and directly to the community that you want, you are fucking up. Yes. And that's the thing. This is the thing I see a lot when people who are trying to attract general population people and they pump performance metrics. Exactly. I hate to break it to you, but all of Sally's coworkers don't give a fuck that she squatted 205 pounds. They don't know if that's the same as 40 pounds or if that's 7 million pounds. They don't, and nor do they care. And if they come in, they don't want that. Exactly. Use the words they're going to use. Use, get this. And that's what happens. You start smelling your own foot. You think, you think, and you know that a, Sally being able to squat 205 pounds is great. But then here you are talking about fucking features and fucking all these little bells and whistles when it really is. I could go test drive a car here after we get done. And uh, it's about the car, the whole experience. I'm not going up there because of the, radio or the heated steering wheel or any of this stuff it's i'm going to get in that car and i'm going to like how it feels and how it rides that is what i want okay if they if they're just jamming me up right now I'm like oh I've had, have you seen the air-conditioned cup holder it's like uh, i'm sure it's cool but if it didn't have it and the fucking ride was still good and i still liked it we're, we're fine so it's a thing i see a lot and you know I'll tell you what, a guy, friend, did we, we didn't have DJ on the podcast, did we? But um, DJ Murakami goes to Strong Camps on Instagram. Follow him. He's a great dude. Lots of cool. He operates. He's a great coach. He's a really good personal trainer. Really, But you see what he's doing on his thing. Sometimes he's showing exercises that he's come up with and training things. And sometimes it's showing him like how he's actually coaching people, right? Yeah. But the difference is he, I would say his role is, uh, especially on that account, is 80% influencer, right? Meaning it's like, not a funnel towards his his brick and mortar. He's full for personal training. So it's not exactly. a thing that he's chasing. Very similar to mine, right? I'm not seek, actively seeking a ton of personal training clients. So I don't have to make a bunch of noise. Um, but if your gym is in desperate need of members, don't emulate influencer strategies. But he has another brand they have called, uh, it's, it's, it's at Move Boys on Instagram. Have you ever seen this, this thing? It's him and his partner. It's Move Boys, M-O-V-E-B-O-I-S, right? And and they just make fun of all of the stupid fitness trends, like the, the, the sniff awesome. your own farts mm -hmm. fitness trends that come out where it's every year it's like, 
you know, so they did all the knees over toes shit. And then there's all the high ankle and then there's the functional patterns people. And then there's the weightlifting dorks. And then there's the, and it's fucking hilarious. And so they do a pretty good job poking fun at all this, but just know that all that stuff comes and goes. And it's very popular for you guys when the fucking knees over toes notes, the team or whatever, I, I, tune out wants to talk about the same shit for the 500th time anymore it's just yeah, I, was like, sure. I was like i get it full range of motion squats are cool and you got three exercises that you didn't fucking invent that now you just make your thing by the way that's everybody's formula every fitness influencer dig up a fucking exercise that you didn't invent and just make it your thing well now we everybody's doing nordic curls what we took 15 years off of nordic curls and now it's like, well, nobody's paid enough attention to it. Let's make this and fucking three other exercises the centerpiece of our brand. It's 80% of what we did at Strong Fit too. You know, it's all the same. You just, right. oh, here's the thing people aren't doing. Let's make this our thing, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the fucking formula, guys. But that's made to make, to attract you, gym owners, exercise Co dorks, coaches, coaches. Exactly. dorks. And I see so many coaches then basically just parroting knee over toes guy or parroting strong fit stuff like you fucking invented it. The amount of people I see in front of a fucking whiteboard writing the things that they saw in some other seminar like they're the ones that invented it. It's like, what are you doing? These people came to you for weight loss. Like, what the f are you just trying to prove to them that you're a genius? This is stupid. As a coach, what are you doing talking about this stuff? And it's really important that your stuff needs to connect to them with what they want. And we were talking about performance metrics and it's this exercise over this exercise. And it's, you gotta have your heels underneath your ass and you, you want your toes in your ears or whatever the new formula is for, for exercises. That's, that doesn't connect to your people and it never fucking will, not to new people. What do they wanna do? Does Sally, 56 year old Sally, does she wanna come in and squat knees over toes or do just doing Nordic curls seem interesting to any person on the street no you have to convince them to do those things when they're in the gym which is fine but stop making that be the centerpiece of your marketing it's not you it's not your product and it's not anything that anyone out there gives a fuck about and i, I think it's important too that we need to call out as we're talking about this it's when we we talk a lot about marketing and we talk a lot about sales and there is a disconnect that can happen with gym owners where you feel like that that's somebody else or that's not you. And you need to understand in your position, in your business, you are a marketer. You are a salesperson, right? Whether you like this or not, or whether you're good at it or not, this is what you are. So it demands that you have to know what you're talking about, why you're talking about it, and who you are trying to talk to. Because that is the number one thing that we see when we are auditing, auditing social media accounts or we are talking to gym owners about what they want is gym owners will explain they want X, but their outward portrayal on how they are marketing their business is Y. It is the equivalent of apples and hand grenades. It is so, so drastically different that it causes us to spend a lot of time that that is the majority of our time where we say, which is we need to get this aligned. Yeah. Who are you trying to talk to? Who is it that's the community that you're trying to build? And what do they want? Exactly. Not only who are they, what do they want? And that's based on what their impressions are. Because, you know, we shit on the Shakeweight a while ago, and it's probably worth shitting on, right? But Shakeweight made a lot of noise. They've made a lot of sales, right? Totally. But to, to show you in a little example of how the trend of the general public has evolved even in the last what's has it been 10 years since shake weight eight something like that i don't Probably. know how long it's been. i don't know how long i don't know but and obviously that was like kind of kind of a joke but like people bought it as it not being a joke like a lot of them did but i want you to look at now what's the i would say the other since then in the last three years what's the most four years what's the most popular fitness equipment product that has produced the most money since then i would say peloton peloton for sure now say whatever you will about the peloton stuff and i get it it's an uncoached product it's whatever but what peloton did was made way more money than the shake weight people did by charging a product that was expensive that was in my opinion still is high value it is semi-guided coaching yes you're going to do it in your home and of course it capitalized on the COVID stuff but it was a big investment 
And I think that the consumer went knew that shake weight stuff, a gimmick stuff is dumb. A thigh master is not going to fucking sell anymore. And if it does, it's not going to sell to people who really think it's going to work. But the Peloton sold a lot. And it was, what is it, four grand? Like, they're fucking expensive. And, and, and that model still, I think it's a sign of how the trend is going. Now, it doesn't mean that the trend is going towards uncoached products because I think people who have invested in the Peloton and maybe left it found out the thing that they were missing. Is maybe they need a little more strength training. Maybe they need a little more variety, right? But the fact is Peloton made way more money than any of you who are watching this. Oh. And so take the things that work there. Like they're selling a high value product, high perceived value. There's a lot of content to back it up. A person who thinks they may be bored with fitness or bored with the Peloton is actually going to have, I mean, how many hours and hours of new unique workouts are on there? And plus new live stuff that, that they mm -hmm. run through that Peloton. It's a lot. It's a solid product for someone that wants that. Now, the reason it fell off is for people that believed that that was going to be the be all end all that doing that and not doing any strength training is going to be the cure or that doing that means you don't have to make any nutritional changes. Right. But I know more people who still use the Peloton. I see them on Facebook. They're local people here still use them, still use them religiously and enjoy them a lot and have had great results way more than I ever saw at a shake weight. Well, yes, I would agree with that. But the trend is moving towards a high value product. Correct. Is, and high value is high perceived chance of success primarily. That is, that is what it means, right? So if they sold the Peloton for $45,000, it may, it may not work. If they sold the Peloton for $200, I bet they would have even less success. Like literally, I think people would assume that it would do less for them. So the price point matters. People want something that has value. And that's where you can come in because the things as a gym owner that you're selling has real value. But it has real doesn't have real value to somebody that comes in and wants to kind of do nothing and wants to like, I kind of want to just keep eating the way I'm eating. I kind of want to just come in and half assets and put in low key effort. It doesn't have much value to them. So don't try to trick them into thinking it'll work because then you're the one left holding the bag. Because Peloton didn't trick people. No. I guarantee you that Peloton spent a metric fuck ton of money on establishing who their ideal client was and who was going to be. Guaranteed that they spent a ton of time so that when they came to market, they knew exactly what they were going to sell and they knew exactly how they were going to sell it. I guarantee you based off of who they were going to sell to actually dictated what the product ended up fucking being. Yeah, It wasn't this idea where, Oh, well we got it. And now we got to figure out who wants it. It's who needs an alternative What's a population that is in need and how are we going to change or disrupt the industry to do that? And that is the piece that gets skipped because a lot of you already have a gym. You already got a spot. So you're kind of like, well, this is what I have. So now I got to decide who am I going to attract? And the reality is you don't do that. And I get it. Your head's down. You're working. You're moving hard. You're moving fast in a direction. And the last two and a half years has been a son of a bitch that your head just needed to be down. You needed to stay above water. You needed to be able to get there. But now you're here. You're out on the other side. You made it, right? You're not one of the many that fucking had to close their doors. And you need to have a very clear, right? Guiding, understanding, North Star, know why you do what you do and who you do it for. And this is kind of, these are the pieces that I know you and I have been spending a lot of time on internally and then also with the gear academy on like the fundamental principles when it comes to marketing as a gym owner yeah well let's run through what these are right all of your new programs ideas and content john needs to tie into your community who it is needs to connect to your services and products like what are you selling and an opportunity to take the next step like those are kind of the three main ones but each one of these things what we want to tell you, and this is we touch on this at Gear Academy a lot, especially when we go through accounts, is connect one dot for one person. There should be one linear line from here to here. Who it is, what service, what it does for them, and then what they got to do to get started. Bop, bop, bop. Don't try to make the everything for everybody thing. There, there's a time, right? There's a time. Group fitness. Hey, you want to come in, have some fun. You, but there is you need to spend time zoomed in too. Right. I'm all about saying, hey, here's what we have a welcoming community, great focus of blah, blah, blah. That's wonderful. 
-hmm. But if you're having a hard time attracting the right people or simply more people, generalizing your messaging towards a broader audience will fall flat on its face. So you need to have a high level of specificity. Meaning if you want 56-year-old Sally to come in, you may have done it right. You may have said, hey, if you're aging, you feel like whatever, you feel like as you put, I'll go, I'll get go. I could go real deep into the things that actually work with these, this mark, but I won't because it tends to be, what you can get into like, you know what? You used to be hot. And now as you get into your late fifties, you find that you're just, you, you're not. you have that stinking feeling <laughs> of feeling like you're invisible. Mm -hmm. It's a very common thing that happens when attractive people, specifically women, but guys too, like if you get older and you, we all get that way, you start getting a little frumpy. All of a sudden you go around town and nobody gives you any attention at all. Not even a second look. You might as well be invisible. That is a feeling that many women feel as they age. And I know that because I've coached them. Because I've talked to them. That, that term is I feel like I'm invisible is bothersome. The ones that are being honest. The ones that say, I don't even care. Okay, fine. fine. But that's, that's one dot. Sally, 56-year-old Sally, who's who's got 50 pounds to lose. She just wants to not be invisible because it makes her feel like she's not like, value it just it just bothers her it's a thing now that is not there anymore and maybe that's a symptom of aging whatever it is but whatever this is sally wants to get hot again right <laughs> that's it so then just go with this but if you take sally thing and you take the messaging like sally 56 year old she's got some weight to lose and i'm, I'm using terms that are not the terms you're going to use of course right this is just right. your for your purposes of outlining this and then you say connect that to 205 pound squat now you see where the fucking gap is because that is not a direct line to anything that Sally gives a fuck about at all. So when you're talking about that, even for comparable people to Sally, Sally doesn't care. Right. It misses. You then have to explain what a 205 pound squat is a great prerequisite. It proves that you have all the structure and that you put in the work and you can live a, a safe and longevity. Like that's wonderful. And now mm -hmm. you're giving a long speech to justify you know what I mean? It's it's you've you've now tried to connect. The, there's too many dots to connect. Well, because the, the point of marketing, right? The point of this is to kept, capture someone's attention. Yeah. And the issue is, is that you own, it's fleeting. There's so many opportunities. There's so many decisions that any one brain has to make in a day. And there's so many, much marketing and so much shit that people get hit with on an everyday. So when you do get their attention, you have to be able to be clearly talking to them very specifically, and you need to immediately be able to make the connection back to what they want. That of course ties back to something you are offering one of, or you are selling. One of our gear Academy gyms is doing a great job with this, with his, he has many other programs, very holistic programs, a very strength-based programs. We have, has lots of personal training options as well, but he also has a very fun approachable project called his booty Boot Camp. And it is yep. just like booty work, dude. And the marketing is very simple. Ladies, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ladies, you want to get that peach? You just go peach all over everything. Booty boot, it says it all. You don't have to say, if you have, if you go on booty boot camp and you're advertising booty boot and you're talking about what exercise, you see how this program sells what better than a lot of other things. You're not talking about what exercises you're doing and aren't doing. Mm -hmm. You're talking about booty. Where's booty? You want one? Come get one. Let's go. And then the door is also open because it's very easy. Like, fellas, do you want to work out in a room full of women who are trying to make booties happen? It's the easiest sell ever. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I don't think he ever did that one, but but no. that that is almost implied, right? Mm -hmm. But that's a very successful pro product because the marketing makes it obvious, which means the product wasn't just invented. And then we tried stuffing people. If you invent that product and then you take this, the mindset that these traditional fucking marketing people, these other business, fitness business consultants are going to have you do, which is now we're just going to park 30 leads in front of you. Mm -hmm. Just get them in the room and sit down. You're going to fucking bomb because you're going to talk with Sally, 57 year old about how's dad ass coming along, Sally. You know what I mean? Like Sally doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. That's not what she's here for. So I think. I think that that's just a, it's it's a really perfect example. So let's move on to the next part before we run out of time here. We have there's three core model marketing categories that we want to kind of cover here. That I think, how do we run this, John? This is going to be let's let's just go through what this is going to be. Right, cover this first one for me if you don't mind. Yes, yeah, so the first the first category of content that you're going to create to right to be able to model again. It's called model marketing for a reason because you are modeling your expertise. Period. 
So the first category, if you're gonna make content, it needs to fall into these one of these three. And the first one is community. So these are gonna be content or things that you're creating that deal with testimonials, right? Reviews, success stories, even events, right? Yeah. It needs to be your community. And there can be more to this. And it can it be needs- then about your a coach with a great personality. This, exactly. is, this is the stuff that should be smiling faces. This is the piece, the stuff that um, it goes a long way and it doesn't, not everything has to be results, 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 but the whole package needs to be like everything you described. And we've touched on testimonials and reviews and success stories falls into that as well. So let me talk about events. Cause I threw that in there, right? There is very few things that can better demonstrate to someone that, that isn't part of your community already to demonstrate to them what your community is all about. If you throw events or you throw activities that allow people to come in, that is where, I mean, I've been to so many in-person things that are either for business. That is this, as soon as I'm around that energy and I'm around people that are thinking like me or I, I, cause it's, I mean, if you're in a small town, which I am and you are Tyler, right? It's, it can be exhausting being around normal people. And what I mean by that is people that are not aligned with the values and the yes. goals that you have. Because, right, when it comes down to community, right, what does community mean? Right, community is a group of people that have a shared set of values and interests. And when you can be around people that are like you, it can become intoxicating. It's why whenever we can get a bunch of dudes all together that are, all happen to be big, bald, bearded, tattooed, like cigars and alcohol and motorcycles, I feel like I'm home, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's, just, it's, 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 yeah. it's a significant difference of just, God damn it. I'm talking to the same people about the same things that don't matter at all. And that's where it is a fundamental difference. And so you can give that opportunity to where – when you throw an event and you have people come in and they can experience your shit, the odds of them wanting to join your shit is so much more infinite yeah. than your fucking $1 deal bullshit. Yeah. And I think, that, but that's also a, one of the psychological steps. This whole thing connects a lot of dots, but it connects all these dots one at a time. And I want to cover real quick what these are. Testimonials, reviews, success stories, right? That connects the Hey, this person, one, you guys, can they get me results? Yes. Can they get results generally? Yes. Mm-hmm. When you, they see a testimonial that is pointed or that is from a person who had similar goals to them or success stories that are from similar goals, that takes, this is me. Oh, I want to do that. It knows they can do that. And on the other side of it, when they're hearing those success stories in those terms, it puts them now on the other end already, psychologically, on the other end of this outcome. And it makes them sit there and go, oh, that's what it's like. That's what a person who I want to do that. They're there and they're, this is their words. And I want it. It instantly puts them in that place. And I've, I've said this before. There's a, there's a kind of, this is like an old, like stoner dad's concept, but it's like, is that I truly believe like no, nothing exists, no invention, no, nothing exists until it first exists in a human brain. Right. I do believe this is how all things become created and a person will not, will not get themselves anywhere closer to this outcome of say losing 20 pounds, like finally losing the weight until they've thought I am going to do that. And I can do that. Sure. And by planting them already on the other side of it. Now you start to create, they can start to just create the path. They've already been there. They, they, it, it makes them want to be in that position even more. And it makes them much. So I think that type of communication is a lot more than just, coaxing them along or, or pumping them up. I really think that that positions them not just to be enticed to join your gym, but that will make them want to be successful and willing to do all the things that they need to do to be successful more than any other thing that you're going to say. And so let's move then onto the uh, service side of things. Now this is about specifically the one dot we want to connect. We've already said, who are you? Here's who are we? Here's what we can kind of do for you in a general sense, even in a specific sense. But then we get You need to get into the what, like, what is it? What does it cost? What am I going to be doing? And this is the thing a lot of people, I think, spend almost too much time on Mm -hmm. where we're talking about 
your program. You're about the exercises you're going to be doing this thing, as opposed to here's our custom fitness packages. We had a gym we're working with who has like a very solid, it's just like a amidst all their other offer stack. We, they just have a, we have a weight loss bundle. We're talking weight loss. Let's talk about this offer stack. Oh Ooh, yeah. Right. And it rules. And by the way, most of those products kind of align if they w- come in wanting personal training. Matter of fact, the top option for personal training, those top two options are identical to the top two options in the weight loss bundle. Mm-hmm. But someone comes in saying, I want to lose weight. You take them to the weight loss bundle page. They go, oh, they feel at home because you know what they want to do? They want to lose weight more than they want to participate in personal training. <laughs> right? That just or doesn't group. sound as enticing, right? So so it's it's just, it's brilliant. Or group fitness, right? Exactly. I, you want me to join a fitness group? That sounds really interesting right by the way i love group fitness i think it's a great product but this is the same thing you can talk about the benefits of the program and what the program is and you get real specific but it's really not as effective as just saying here is what it is right this is the product this is how it connects to you in one way or another so let's a good great example is for our like the mma gyms work with jujitsu striking stuff it's like this we cover self-defense boom Mm -hmm. right it's great for self. This product is great if your goal is self-defense. This product is great if your goal is confidence. This product is great if your goal is exercise. You can kind of validate the product with, again, connect that one dot, right? And you can approach this with multiple pieces of content. And I think that's important that we touch on all of this is each one of these model marketing categories is about giving you ideas to run with so you can be prolific and make lots of things pointing lots of different directions each thing connect one maybe two dots that's it maximum two dots yeah and it always needs to be going back and that's why we're talking about it it the 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 three rules right it has to tie back to community it has to tie back to what you actually offer at based off the results that they want and it has to come with an invitation so this one most specifically on the services category whether you're talking about your packages or your the big group or small group or personal training or or your mma class or whatever it is your kids class it doesn't matter any of those core service offerings that you have you need to understand, stop talking around them that like people know what you're talking about. And this is where we are all very much guilty of it because we live in this world that we do not consider the fact that your public fucking Instagram page is viewable to the public. It is not an internal marketing list. It's not the amount of people. Oh, that's a really good point. The amount of people Go if go look around at your competition's social media. Maybe you're doing a great job, but look around. Jesus. It's like, especially for group fitness stuff, because they talk so they pump up the group and here's us and it's just pictures of group and people exercising and, and it's horrible. And I I I assume we still agree. Notice we mentioned that community is a piece Correct. of part one, right? It, it is it is it is a great piece thing that's showing what it is like for people and people do have fun people do exercise here there is class this is what a class looks like right that's okay but if that's that is a lot of gyms that's all that is and it's impo- and it's impossible to know you don't it's in, and that's where it's you are you are not removing yourself enough to understand what the fuck am I looking at it's impossible yeah. to know, oh, are they selling big group I don't know because there actually is no call to action it just says join us in the link or whatever. If you're like it's, lucky. It, if, if there's going to be any type of call to action, any type of direct offer. And so that's where it's you. And we've called this out do very we, specifically in previous episodes. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, do we have, we have, give me a predict. Cause we went through about 500 gym, social media accounts here. 3%. Last, is it about 3% that about post 3% that have a call to action? Do it correctly. Okay. And how right, many, I would say how, how many posts, no, how many posts, do you 25%. see that have any call to action? 25%, a quarter of them will have any type of call to action at all, period. One out of every four posts that we see will have a call to action or one out of four accounts sometimes have one. No, accounts. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think as in general, let's go this way. I think that about one out of every 100 yeah, social media yeah. posts coming from fitness gyms have a call to action at all mm-hmm. about a product, a price, what your next step is. If you want to join um, that, just that that's it's. And I bet 1% is me being pretty generous. So the nice thing is guys, when you open that door, 
mm-hmm. and you show shine the light on that door and you tell people this doorway is for you and here's <laughs> what's on the other side of it for you guess what people will walk through that door and the right people will walk through that door and that's the most important part cuz that's the purpose of the, invita- the the purpose of the call to action has been vilified and having a link or selling something because of the other guys right because yeah. of what we've seen it's been done so shittily that we just remove it all together i don't want to be sleazy i don't want to be salesy and what you're doing is you're just missing the simple opportunity to give somebody an invitation or literally giving them the opportunity just like you said tyler to walk through the door to take the next step Next. Last category. Yep. So last category when we're talking about the three core model marketing sections is going to be products. Now understand this is a, we're differentiating between services and products. So I want you to think about products being borderline either consumables or add-ons or bolt-ons to stuff that you are selling as your core fitness product. Stuff that for the most part, without other than just a couple exceptions that you probably wouldn't sell to people who aren't in your gym, right? other than maybe one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, and there's that nuance for the one, which is probably what? Nutrition coaching. Yeah. And that's where it kind of becomes the ultimate downsell. And if that is new, there's like 15 episodes that we've talked about it, but it's these ideas of if you're selling supplements, if you have merchandise or swag, or you sell a, any type of equipment, or you have a meals program, or <laughs> you are holding on tight to selling programming, because God bless you that you're still doing that, right? These are things that have the ability to, they function on their own. They almost are a one-off sale, the true equivalent of just a true consumable where it doesn't eat up your time. It's not yeah. you providing a service. And that is the one nuance is either diet or nutrition coaching because that has the potential to be ongoing, but it is a product. Again, the the principle behind this one is that it's a lower barrier of entry for someone to start working with you or invest with you. It's also a way to make your stuff sound different and more thorough, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The things when we look at services, you have custom fitness packages, big group, small group, personal training, boxing class, MMA, kids class, weightlifting club, performance, semi-private shit, right? That's like the, here's the big category you'll fall into of what you choose from when you get in here, right? Products, this really does sit kind of like the bells and whistles in the car that we talked about. That They can't yeah. be the centerpiece of your thing, but they are like, it's a thing where you go, all of these things put together make you seem like you got a nice gym and that you do a good job. It makes you seem thorough right if 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 they're talking about this stuff exclusively it gets to be a bit much but if i'm seeing stuff that is talking about people getting results and what the classes are and we're seeing focus on this thing i'm not really into weightlifting but oh i saw they do personal training and la, da, da, da. And then it goes oh but you know we also have they also sell so i can go there for supplements i can get nutrition coaching while i'm there they've got really cool apparel i see people around town it makes your brand it ties it all together in my opinion, it's the it's the ultimate Lebowski rug. It ties the room together. It really does. Because if you don't have any, if you don't have any of those like kind of additional products like we described, I mean, I, I think you really are missing the boat on the efficacy, the buy-in, the what it takes to have people be really involved and committed to this process in the other twenty-three hours of their day. Mm-hmm. Like I think that people need to feel connected to this journey that they're on all day, or else they miss it. For me, like, and that's just what this stuff is for. That's what diet nutrition coaching is, extra equipment, whether you sell sandbags for at-home workouts, whether you, you do meal stuff, it keeps them connected to your brand. And it, it from in a marketing standpoint, it goes, oh, it just covers a few of those other things that were just little little concerns, right? And and in my opinion, it sweetens the pot. All those are kind of affordable, not a big barrier to entry, but they make your brand seem a little more appealing, right? Understand that I consider this on par with talking about I consider this type of posting the equivalent of your testimony of your testimonials. I almost laugh when I say it out loud because it's because community service and products, it's it is a piece that will generate you revenue and most importantly allow people to invest. They're investing. So they are green, they're gonna take money out of their wallet and they're gonna give it to you. And that is important to them as yes. much as if not more to them than it is for you. And you're literally taking their money. 
And so that investment is so important that I think this is one of the most, this is the number one missed piece of content, piece of marketing consideration that I am seeing out of gym owners that they are just not under the most I see is like, we have hoodies are available. So order them. Like that's the most that I see. The other thing that this kind of falls in line is it sets the expectation so that when you are meeting somebody about getting them started, they're not surprised to know that you have diet and nutrition coaching or that you right. do a done for you meal service or that you sell supplements at all. That when this stuff comes up in conversation, they're prepared and they already have like a, yeah, no, or let, I don't know. I'm interested in hearing about it. And then you're not doing these coercive fucking weird, like persuasive sales conversations anymore. Again, it's about setting the expectations. So when the person comes in, they go, yes, I was talking about your thing. Like I definitely can't do the personal training, but I like, you got, you got group. And I, by the way, I love that you have your prices on your website. Like that's, so I know, I just know how much it costs. So, so they come in just kind of equipped, which is, again, we talked about that as hit or miss. You can decide that, but I, I am an advocate for having your pricing out there now for the most part on your base product for sure. Right. Um, and I'm all right with floating pricing on some of your social media posts as well. Cause if they can't afford it or don't want to, or they're price shopping, fuck them, dude. Fuck them. Don't work with them. I don't It's not that hard. Right. What are you, you trying to convince someone to spend more money than they want to spend with you? Then you suck. But having all this stuff laid out makes it really nice where they come in and go, I don't want any of that. Yeah. I'm not into stuff. supplements is a red flag for people that they maybe don't want to deal with. But some, for some people, supplements is another form of investment and it's a part of the equation they want to talk about. So that when you touch on supplements, it's not a surprise to go, oh yeah. And familiarity is the key to this sales process because familiarity, when we talk, that is what that, when we talk about connecting just one dot, it makes them familiar with what that next step is. It's like, oh yeah, I saw a Sally, 56 year old Sally. I heard she got on your supplement and your nutrition program and she's lost a bunch of weight. That's awesome. I didn't know you guys even did that stuff. Thanks for not making your posts about how much weight she can deadlift because I didn't fucking care about that. And people are going to take that next step with you or without you. Yes. So they're going to do it. And so that's why it is, it is your job as the gym owner, you are the head marketer and you are the head salesperson in your business. So it is your job to make sure that you are talking about all the things that you do on a regular basis, because if it is just group photos of your 6am group and then your 6pm group, and those are all that you're putting on your social, nobody can buy a fuck. Nobody can buy fuck all from you. Yeah. John, what do we want to run through? We want to run through this last bit here. I'll call us off. Yeah. If this aligns with everything that you're talking about, everything that we've been talking about, this aligns with where you're at right now, right? If you find that you are a gym owner and you're having great ideas and yet they're being made in a vacuum without having anyone to run them by, right? If you find yourself constantly ready to take the next step and you just need to be able to have somebody that you can trust that has your best interest in mind to make sure that next step isn't off a cliff or in the right direction, if you have all of these things in mind, but it's all these things that we've talked about, all these services and, and products, and you're, you're honed in on your community, but really when you zoom back and you look at it, it's just a big fucking jumbled mess. We want to be the people that help you move forward. With yeah. Cause it's, a lot of times if you've, you know, if you've tried this stuff before and you ran into a wall and it just didn't work or didn't make there's just pieces that were missing or the worst thing that i see a lot is that it just wasn't done based on you and your business and your people so if you want to do this and don't know where to start you don't have time to just build this from the ground up um if you're stuck fulfilling unprofitable classes and you don't know what to do next we can kind of help you with that the if way your business you- go ahead if your business is worse off than it was a year ago and this is the thing I see a lot, or it's not worse, but it's almost as bad. What if your business is doing the same as it was a year ago? Which means there it's was only, worse. There's only one year where that was okay, and that was about 2020. If your business maintained over that year, then you, you did great. Right now, that is not an excuse, okay? If I need to lose 40 pounds and a year from now, I weigh the fucking same and I've not lost the weight, is that a success? No, I have been still. If your business a year from now is still where it is now, you have failed. 
or maybe the people that you're hiring to help you have failed you. Most importantly, if you've been screwed by like gurus or Facebook ads people in the past, don't have magnificent beards are not nearly as bald. (laughs) (laughs) It's we we are, we are your guys because the fact is, is that we're not going to bullshit. We're going to show you exactly what to do. And the most important thing is that we are not going to turn you into a fucking crackhead in your business where you are dependent and you are completely vulnerable because you have wandered down a path that you're not really understanding why you're going or where you're going and that the gurus leave you for fucking dead in the middle of the wilderness because you are not prepared to fork out another 20 grand. But at least you're dependent on paying them for all the software and bullshit they parked on you, which might be a necessary evil, but that's what they're really there for. It's to sell you software and fucking ad solutions for per- in all perpetuity. That's what they're doing. So um, if you've been screwed by them, guys, screwed by Facebook ads, or you're confused by Facebook ads, don't know where to start. Like, there's just ways. It's, we get around to ads. Marketing is – paying advertisements is, is important in the end, mm-hmm. but it's not the starting point. No. And anyone who tells you that it is is fucking lying to you. The guy that we kind of have help with our gym owners that we kind of refer to for that helps our guys in our gear academy guys run their ads, he'll tell you the same thing. He wants you to have the stuff that we put in, help you put in place, in place before you start paying him to run ads. You know why? Because it makes him look real fucking good. Because you're, it's easy for you to sell and you attract the right people and your marketing is on point and your messaging makes sense and you make his job easy. He makes it affordable for you and then your shit all works. So if you want in on that, get in the Gear Academy. Go to, the gym owner, go to gymownersrevolution.com. Um, if you have questions about what we do exactly, you can just shoot John or I a message or the or the the podcast a message on Instagram. Um, that's all we got. Get in the Facebook group. Links in the description. Uh, follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F and Stone. That's Tyler E F F I N Stone and John at J Banks F L. Thanks for listening every week, every day, all the time. We'll see you next week. We love you. Bye.